Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. I have another special guest here with me. I'm super excited. She's actually, she was in my, um, she's in, took the same certification as me for health and life coaching, which is super cool. And her name is Sarah Dupre, and she is a certified health coach who uses the Haas approach, which for my listeners who maybe aren't familiar, it means health at every size and specializes in intuitive eating so that she could rid the world of those limiting beliefs that trick you into thinking you're not good enough. I help you ditch crass diets so that you can love your body, make peace with food and eat the dang pizza. Girl, (laughs) I love it. She is so awesome. We were just chatting a little bit before we hopped on record and I just love her energy and we connect on so many levels and I can't wait for her to share her story. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that intro. Yeah, I let's just get straight into it. So I a big reason why I became a certified health coach is because I have a very long history with dieting. And so um, and in a bad way. (laughs) And uh, like I started my first diet when I was, I think, 10 years old. And uh, I've dieted, I dieted on and off until I was about 18 or so. And then, you know, then it turned into a lifestyle change, which is really to me, it was a, just a fancier, more socially acceptable uh, version of dieting. It was still just restrict the, you know, the cycle of restricting and binging and restricting and binging. Um, and it wasn't until I found intuitive eating that my, my health and my self-worth and really, like, honestly, my whole life really just started to improve. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a, a breaking point, like before you found intuitive eating and you're going through all these diets and the diet culture that you know, we're just kind of swimming in everywhere. Was there a point in your journey where you're just like, there has to be another way. And that's when you found intuitive eating. I, yeah, I had a lot of breaking points before I found intuitive eating. I just, I feel like I just kept breaking over and over. And uh, yeah, there were, I remember one moment specifically, I was in American Eagle and I was trying on jeans and the jeans fit, but as I was pulling them up, I found like three new stretch marks and they were dark purple and I just broke down. I just started bawling in the dressing room and that's not the first time I've cried in a dressing room, (laughs) but, uh, but that was a huge moment where like it ruined my week. It just ruined everything. And so, um, and it, and there were stretch marks. It was the kind of thing where it was like something so small should not shake my entire world. And I think I knew that, you know, to an extent, but it was just a really big wake up call of like, this is not working. Like this whole holding all of my worth in how my body looks is not working. And at that point I was like 22 years old. Like I, I'm in for a long life full of my body changing a lot. And so I better start loving it now. (laughs) Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think so many of my listeners can relate to the breakdown in the dressing rooms I know when I was going through my um, early stages of intuitive eating, I had a lot of those moments where 
you know, things weren't fitting properly anymore. And it was like, I had to really do a lot of work around that piece of it. So I'm curious, what, what are some of the things that really helped you adapt into this like new normal lifestyle um, outside of diet culture? Mm. Oh yeah. I, I think a really big one was just talking about it, like talking about it with people. Um, I think I did just get to the point where I was really tired of hiding that this took over my brain so much, like for so many years of my life. And, um, it turns out when you share, like when you share something really deep and vulnerable, you think it's going to just reveal all of the dark, scary, terrible parts of you and people are going to hate that, but it's actually incredibly healing and, um, and creates so much community because, um, if you've ever shared anything like that about yourself, like I just did, um, you probably are going to get a lot of people that are like, Oh my gosh, me too. Let's talk about it. And then more and more, it was like, man, this is so unacceptable. Like I, I don't want to live in a world where women, like so many women and men feel this way. So um, yeah, that's, I think that's like probably the biggest one for me. The second one was um, getting a coach, but I guess we'll get to that later. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely having like mentorship and just being able to talk about it. Like, um, are you familiar with Brene Brown's work? Oh yeah. So she talks all about like shame and guilt and all those things. And she talks about how, you know, if you like put, I don't know what she talks about, like a petri, petri dish type of situation where if you like put shame and guilt in there in the dark, it's just going to like, you know, just multiply and just grow and grow and grow. So it's like when you're keeping all of these negative things about how you feel about food and your body inside, it's just growing and growing and growing and just controlling your whole life. And until you shed some light on it, um, and you can actually stop the growth of that negativity, um, mm-hmm. you bring the light to the shame and the guilt, you acknowledge that's what it is. Uh, it really does help the healing process. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is, um, like getting kind of angry about it. Like this is unacceptable. I do not accept that this is just going to be my experience and everyone else's experience forever. And, um, and that's a really, that's kind of scary to have that kind of like, you know, that come to Jesus moment, because it's like, oh, okay, well, now what do I do about it? And that's where, you know, you and I come in where it's like, look, we have a community and a space to talk about it. And that and then we're going to be able to shift and change it. Like, because if we don't talk about it, then there's no way we can support each other, let alone fix it. Right, exactly. We definitely do need to continue to talk about it and to like normalize, you know, this process and like intuitive eating, like people I think think it's mostly just eat whatever you want, right? But it's so much more than that. It's like an entire life healing process. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I I completely agree. And I I know you and I have talked about how um yeah, most people think that when you let go of diets, let go of dieting and that kind of restrictive lifestyle that like, oh no, I'm going to gain 5,000 pounds and just eat a mountain of ice cream and pizza. And the truth is you probably will eat a mountain of ice cream and pizza at first because I did. (laughs) Yeah, I totally did. Like it's, it's incredible. And it's, um, it's like really scientifically proven that a binge will always follow a restriction. And that's not your body being like, 
you know, the enemy here. It's your body actually looking out for you and being like, oh, okay, food is available. I need to eat so that I can like keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And that is a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, body, for keeping me alive. Yeah, that, that became one of my biggest affirmations through healing is just like, thank you, body, for all that you do. Yeah. And just reminding myself of like the small things that my body does. And like I gained through my healing process and like binge eating and all that stuff, I gained probably 30 pounds back mm-hmm. um, after being really restrictive with food and over-exercising like crazy. And mm-hmm. I really had to come to this place where I could like, I just, I remember like going through this process. I started feeling really good with food after a couple weeks, just of diving into intuitive eating myself. And, mm-hmm. but then my focus shift to shifted to, Oh, my body though. Like, Oh, I need to lose weight. Like maybe I'll just lose weight and then start intuitive. <laughs> How do you feel about that part of it? Oh like, my gosh. But I hear that so often when people are like, I think I'm going to lose the weight and then I'll use intuitive eating to manage the, the weight loss. And, mm-hmm. um, and I can't even blame anyone for thinking that, like, I, I oh. totally get that, that logic. But, um, but the truth is like 95% of folks gain the weight back that they lose within five years. And it's, it's likely because a, that diet wasn't sustainable for their life. Like basically none of them are, um, or B you went below your set point weight which is, you know, we all have a natural healthy weight that we end up at, give or take 15 pounds. Um, and our biology just doesn't care what kind of body type is trending at the moment. It's, no. <laughs> it wants to keep us where we're naturally like the healthiest. And, and that looks completely different on everybody. So, and that's a very good thing that, um, that our body wants to keep us there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you had mentioned earlier how, you know, you realize this at like 22 and like, you know, my body's going to have so many different transformations throughout my life. Um, I know for me, a big part of doing this work now, um, I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. And part of that is knowing that one day I'm going to be a mother and like wanting to have kids and not wanting them to grow up seeing their mom, like hate their body. And so, or hate her, hate her body because they're going to learn that behavior from me. Right. And so that's like one of my biggest motivating factors is like, I know that I want to give them the the support and like skills and just, just be able to do that myself for myself, because mm-hmm. I mean, women's bodies, especially they're going to transform like so many times. Like it's insane to think that you're going to be staying like in your high school jeans your entire life. That's insane. Yeah. And, and yeah, despite what diet culture tells us where our bodies are actually supposed to change a lot. And I think, um, I, I totally agree. I, if I become a mother someday, then yeah, your body should change. Yeah. And, um, and I think we also we're totally bombarded with, you know, these magazines of celebrities who have, you know, who have babies and they're like, wow, look at her bounce back or wow, look at her, this like fat slob. And it's just, yeah. neither one of those is, is healthy to consume because it's yeah. just, you know, this idea that a woman's body before or after birth is, um, is something to be judged or something that makes meaning out of who she is as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, that was something when I found intuitive eating, um, that I realized was that it's like, this isn't about, you know, and this isn't a new diet. This isn't the like hunger and fullness diet. This This is something totally different. It's about, 
uh, replacing that control with connection. Like we're always trying to control what our body looks like and like, oh gosh, if I get pregnant, it's going to change. Or if I get old, if I get old, when I get old, it's going to change. And like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like hopefully you get old. Right. And, uh, and so connecting with your body, it likely looks like pizza on one day and, you know, salad on another day. It changes with your needs, like what you, what you like to eat, what keeps you satisfied, how your hormones are changing. Um, it's a really beautiful thing to embrace that connection and let go of that control that we thought was keeping us safe, but it was actually keeping us in the dark. Yeah. And keeping us on this hamster wheel, like, yeah. that, like where we can't get out. And I know like for myself and for a lot of my clients, I've noticed that, um, cause I work a lot with like showing them how their thoughts impact their results that they get in life. So like thoughts, create oh feelings, create actions and results. And I think a lot of people I work with, and I, I'd experience this too, try to pull the feelings out and just pretend they're not there. Like, <laughs> I'll just, you know, pave over that part and I'll just action, action, action all day long, follow the diet, follow the, this, and then you stop and all the emotions take over. Oh yeah. Which is often when the binge happens. Yeah. That's yeah. how it did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I, oh sense. man very familiar with that. (laughs) Yeah. You brought up an interesting point, like coming back to like comparison and like, Mm -hmm. especially on the internet with um, ourselves and comparing ourselves to like other women's bodies or even comparing ourselves to maybe our body, how it used to look. So I'm curious as to some of the things that have helped you and that help your clients kind of get through that, that piece of comparing Mm -hmm. yourself and finding this like stable ground, I guess, or for yourself. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's, oh, that's such a good question. I think, um, the main thing, like the first thing that I tell my clients, um, who are struggling with comparison, especially, uh, where do we get this the most? It's usually social media. And so, um, I usually tell people to diversify their newsfeed or their, uh, social media feed. And what I mean by that is, um, have, like show yourself diverse body types because chances are like most of the time we can find beauty in other people easily, like whether their body is bigger or smaller, or, you know, they have a different skin tone or different ability, like whatever it is, we can find beauty in another person, but we struggle to find it in ourselves. And so when you like just kind of rewire your brain to, because you're going to be scrolling on social media no matter what. Let's be honest here. So if you can rewire your brain to be like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Oh, and so is this. Oh, and so is this. Then it's it's a lot easier to accept that a changing body or just different bodies overall are actually gorgeous and wonderful. That's it. That's like a really quick, easy, very tangible action step that you can do. Um, just to start that process of shifting that mindset around comparison. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that that I started doing too. Or even just there was people who maybe I still wanted to be connected with, but I couldn't see their content all the time. So you can do this wonderful thing where you just don't follow them or you don't see their <laughs> posts, but you feel like our friends. <laughs> I recommend um, because it's it's really all about your healing process. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Like you have to do what's best for you. And if that is something that's bringing you down and causing toxicity in your life, like remove it. 
yeah. why are you going to cause yourself intentional suffering? <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's such good advice. Just unfollow. It's okay. Like, and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with these like no. beautiful, like thin yeah. women on social media. They're probably wonderful people, but if you know yourself and you know that like you're starting to compare, then absolutely protect and honor yourself that way just by removing that. I think especially in the beginning of your process into this, because you're so triggered by those types of things, I think that's when it's most important. Um, But really just overall, reminding yourself that there's so much about you that is not your body and that is not the food you put in it. Like, yeah. What do, what do people say about you? You know, that you're kind or that you're always there for them and you always talk them through things and yeah. you're always the first one they call. Like things like that, that really at the end of the day, I think measure up to be a lot more. Yeah, definitely. That's another action step I've given clients before is when they, um, when you for so long are just completely caught up in what my body looks like equals my worth or how hard I work equals my worth or whatever it is. What happens when your body changes or what happens when you lose your job or like these external things change. So some of my clients are a lot more comfortable with this than others, but I still make them all do it where they, (laughs) um, they reach out to like three to five people in their life close to them. And they, you just ask like, what do you value about me? Or like, what can you count on me for? And it's never ever like you're just like super pretty and you're like right. I love your body like it's never probably never gonna be that no and if so then congratulations on your beautiful body and your beautiful face but right not, like, you know so yeah it's just starting to open up like take a step back and open up your mind to the possibility of Mm -hmm. oh, there is actually life happening outside of what I can see and what I believe right now. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's such a tangible tip that can be taken away from this. Just Mm -hmm. ask other people, like, what do you value in me? What can you count on me for? I loved that. That Mm -hmm. was really good. Super powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Through your journey of intuitive eating, we kind of talked about the beginning part and starting it. So now I'd love to hear now that you're in this space for with intuitive eating, like what has that brought to your life outside of like just feeling better with food and body? Like what else has, have you gained from going on this, this journey? Oh my gosh. I've gained a lot. I've gained a little bit of weight. That's for sure. But I have gained so much good stuff. So um, yeah, the, the belief that my weight can go up and down or my body can look different and it means absolutely nothing about me other than my body looks different before, like I mentioned with the stretch marks to me, that was a symbol of like failure and like imminent, uh, you know, like disease and like all of just like these crazy catastrophized ideas in my head. And now, like, literally, I found a, um, a new stretch mark, like, a couple months ago. And I was like, it looks really cool, actually. It kind of looks like a lightning bolt. Like, a, like Harry Potter scar, but, like, on my stomach. It's great. <laughs> so, but, but, like, in all seriousness, like, the fact that my, my body can change and I could someday be pregnant or I can, like, grow old and not um, – and, and it has nothing to do with my worth is, like, everything I – 
I never knew that I could have in my life. It's just incredible. Yeah. I, I've noticed like in, in my journey, I feel like in my, one of my clients said this the best. She was like, I feel like I have more headspace. Oh my gosh. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I have quite a few clients where that's the, the thing. Like we always talk about like what could be possible if you, if your head wasn't just like absorbed or uh, absorbing just all of this diet culture and worry and anxiety and they all say like, oh my gosh, headspace. I could actually have a hobby. Like I could, yeah. I could be more attentive to my children, all these different things. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know there's, what. there's probably a lot of other healing we need to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Another thing. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Another thing was uh, like, I, I feel a lot more connected with myself, which in turn, you know, bleeds into every part of your life. But um, when I feel connected, I feel really confident with who I am. So it means that I've been able to ask for promotions. It means I have been able to like um, take ownership of myself. And uh, I like, I'm not searching outside of myself anymore to validate if I'm a good human being or not. (laughs) And um, man, I feel like I could talk about that forever, but that's another like huge one where I'm like, oh my gosh, no one else gets to decide for me if I'm worthy or not. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mine. Yeah. When you finally like recognize that and like start to challenge all of these like hairy thoughts and that like that we've been carrying around for so long and questioning like why they're even there and, um, you know, no longer welcoming those and, um, I think that's where it can be really empowering because you realize that it is all up to you. Mm-hmm. And I think in the beginning, um, I remember there was a point in my journey where it was like, well, I just, I don't want it to be all up to me because I didn't want to take responsibility because that yeah. was scary. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to own up to the fact that I need to change me. I want, I want like someone else to change me, you know, or I want this diet to change me. Of course, because that seems so much easier. Like, right. someone else has already, you know, created the thing that's going to do that for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not all rainbows and daisies. It's a lot of like, hard inner work. But it's, it's really, it's the only way to make this kind of like sustainable life change, like to make it your new normal, you have to do the the inner work. And yeah, some of it is incredible and these huge, like, inspiring breakthroughs. And some of it is, like, crying through these old beliefs that used to hold you back. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of it. And we can't skip over allowing ourselves to feel those negative emotions. Yeah. And, like, I think we so often just want to block them out and just change them right away. But part of it is, I, I feel, is, like, allowing them to go through our, our bodies and, like, express them and then know that, like, it's okay to sit in those feelings, but that it's, there's more productive ways to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I really consider it a way of honoring yourself and honoring your emotions when you actually do, like, you don't have to let them rule your life, but definitely sit with them for a second because they can point you somewhere that like to somewhere that needs to be healed. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And that's what I was going to bring up too. like pointing, you said pointed to where you need to be healed. And when you brought up the process of like gaining weight among other things, I've also gained weight throughout my experience. But 
Like I no longer like look at that as such a bad thing. I'm like yeah. so thankful for that weight gain because it's a symbol of my healing and it's a symbol of me making it through like one of the toughest seasons of my life. And so I'm so thankful that my body gave me that opportunity to survive and, you know, in, in the best way it could at the time, yeah. um, you know, until I finally made a better mind and body connection mm-hmm. and was able to listen to my body instead of rejecting everything it was telling me. Um, so I feel like that's a place where you can start to move towards mm-hmm. is viewing those things you might once have thought negative as, you know, I'm in, I'm in the process of, you know, accepting where I'm at or whatever you might have to think to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a huge, huge element of this is dismantling our own fat phobia really. And like, cause there's so much systemic fat phobia in our culture, um, at least in the U S and, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's super hard to confront those pieces of yourself, but it's so, so good. And um, yeah, and it's interesting. I think a lot about how um, if, if you're recovering from binge eating or recovering from an eating disorder or whatever it is, then yeah, you're probably going to gain weight. And that's a really, really good thing. Um, that's, that's really good for your body in that time. And um you know, you'll see a lot of people, especially like trolls on the internet or just even like your aunt or like people close to you who are like, but what about your health? And people become very concerned about your health. And um, the truth is with intuitive eating and with this kind of, with recovery and then intuitive eating, your health improves so much. Like regardless of your weight going up, down, staying the same, your health improves and my health improved a ton. And um, yeah, that's, that's been really, really cool because separating those two things has been a journey, like separating your weight from your health has been a journey for sure. Because that used to be, you know, they're the same. Like that's how I tell how healthy I am. But in reality, we know that I was not healthy at all when I was binging and restricting and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't necessarily look at the actions that you're doing because you might be doing the same action of say, I always give this example, like eating a salad, right? Like you're, that's that's the action you're eating a salad, but I feel like the result comes from what is the feeling driving it? Is it like, I'm truly eating this because I feel like it's going to fuel my body and I want it. Or is it like I'm eating this because it's the only healthy thing around me and I have to, and I'd rather be eating a burger right now. Like that's completely going to give you two different results. Absolutely. Yeah. Like physiologically your body changes when you eat something in that stress response in the um, sympathetic nervous system is activated. And so, um, yeah, I have a, I have a background in chiropractic, so I get really excited talking about the nervous system, but, uh, but I won't for too long, but yeah, your body really, really, uh, it it doesn't digest very well. It doesn't, um, assimilate nutrients. Like it's, it's really hard on your digestion to eat food under, um, so much anxiety and stress, even if it's a salad or even if it's something really, you know, that would normally be really easy to digest. So there it's not just about like you'll feel better and you'll love yourself it's also like literally your body will heal and will be so much healthier um along with all all the other beautiful lovely things 
Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely about taking a step back and like rewiring everything that's that's being put into the actions like and de-stressing your life and decluttering your life and like all these really things that sound so simple when you hear them um becoming aware of like what you're doing and what you're thinking i remember I had a therapist um, tell me that like, oh, you're just going to be aware that you're eating the whole box of Oreos and then you might still eat the box of Oreos. And I was like, what? Like it was so foreign to me because I was still in that like dieting mentality of like, just tell me how to get to the result. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is a really good way to feel like a failure a lot of the time too, is like relying on, on somebody to tell you, am I doing this right? Because like, it's not the sexy answer, but everybody's, everybody's health is so different. Everybody's bodies are so different that there is no right way. Like, it's, it's going to be so different for everybody. And so, yeah, that's so, that's such a cool moment with your counselor. Yeah, I remember that moment so clearly. It was like my first counseling session. And it was like, you're just like, really the first step of stop stopping binge eating is just like being aware that you're doing it. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> But then, you know, a year later, um, more than a year later now, I'm looking back thinking like that's probably the best advice I needed in that moment because mm-hmm. it didn't mean doing anything differently. Yeah. It just meant like open your eyes to the fact that this is happening and like don't beat the heck out of yourself. Yeah, the, <laughs> which is like groundbreaking when yeah. you're in that, in when you've been in that mindset for such a long time. Mm-hmm. especially with diets you're always thinking like well if I don't follow this exactly and I go off a little bit that feels like failure therefore triggering all of these like you know self-critical thoughts mm-hmm. and just really not putting you in the best mentality increasing your stress and anxiety and doesn't yeah. lead to great things no yeah I've I have done a lot of different diets a lot of different types of restricting and uh, my, my body looked amazing. Like that's what people told me. And that was very validating, but, uh, but I never felt like I was there. I never felt like I made it to, you know, this like ideal. And, um, and that was a big eye opener for me. Like earlier when you were talking about comparing, you know, this body to someone else's body or this body to your old body, like that's a big one that's a big one to look at because for me, when I look back at my old body, my, my eating disorder body, really, um, I look really different and I look really tired and really sad. Like, uh, and I know because it's me, I know that I was not happy at that time and that, um, and that I needed that, like I needed what I know now so bad then, but, um, yeah. but I can still honor my past, you know, my younger self for, you know, doing what she thought she needed to do to get love or to get acceptance. And so, yeah, I feel like like forgiving your past self for what you um, went through is like part of the process. Like I always say, like, you're always just doing the best with what you can, like with what you know in the moment, like that's just what you're doing. Like you didn't know then what you know now. And like, so you wouldn't have been able to change anything. And it's like just a part of your evolution. Yeah. 100%. And, and I'm grateful, like, it's taken me a long time to get grateful for what I have been through, because it was like excruciating and, and isolating and really, really hard. 
Um, and I, I spent a while being really angry at my younger self. Cause I was like, you're so stupid. You did this to yourself. Like, and it caused a lot of health issues for me that I'm still dealing with now. And, um, so there's so much anger until honestly, until like six months ago or so. And I was just like, nah, she, I can't be mad at her. Like she did everything that she thought she had to do to, um, to be loved and every human wants to be loved. And so like, no, there's no way I'm blaming her for that. And so, and that is another, like, I'm, I'm years into this now and I'm still having moments like that where I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay, this is another level up where I'm like making real peace with all of this. Yeah. That's the beautiful piece of it is like, it's just always transforming and it's, it's an ever like going um, healing process in so many different areas. It's not just food and body. It becomes so much more than that. And just Mm -hmm. being open to whatever you might need in that moment. And when you really start to listen inside, like there's just so much that can come of that. So, yeah. So Sarah, tell us um, where we can hang out with you online and how you help your clients. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. So I have, uh, of course, Facebook and Instagram, like any, like any person does. Um, and I believe the, the links for those, the social links for those will be, um, yeah, in the podcast. And, uh, the way that I help my clients, I love, love, love working one-on-one with people. Um, I, of course, with a whole bunch of different things, but what we've been talking about this whole time is really my bread and butter no pun intended. <laughs> I've never even thought about that. It's so funny. Um, it's not that funny. I just, think. I like it. Though. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my bread and butter is really helping people who are just freaking done with dieting and still want to like, they want to eat pizza. They want to love their body. They want both, but don't see how that could be. And I promise you that can absolutely be a thing. And, um, So one-on-one coaching is my favorite, but I also, I'm really excited um, because I'm launching my group program that is like specifically talking about this, about intuitive eating, um, breaking up with diet culture and really making peace with your body and having freedom with food. So it's called the food freedom group coaching program. And um, you can apply to work with me in the link in my bio on Instagram and also um, on my website, which is serotoninhealthcoaching.com. Serotonin is the happy hormone and one of my favorite uh, nicknames that I've had. So (laughs) um, yeah, so lots of, there's a couple different ways to work with me. I also, um, I have Sarah's Pizza Party, which is my <laughs> Facebook and Instagram live oh series gosh, that I, I do. That. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I do it every Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And oh it's, it's kind I'm of like this. The pizza party next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun because we just, I mean, I love the live stuff because I just love community. Um, and being able to interact with people. But uh, basically every week we talk about like, okay, this week we're addressing emotional eating. This week we're addressing uh, personal boundaries. This week we're addressing, um, you know, stress and how that affects the body, just different things and just how to be a healthy human, like in real life and not, you know, you don't have to juice celery every morning to like qualify as a healthy human. You can 
Amen. It's going to look different on everyone. So Sarah's Pizza Party is about embracing that because I love pizza. It's a Facebook group. <laughs> it's a Facebook live. So yeah, so you'll you'll see it on my um, my personal page and on Instagram as well. So Okay, perfect. Well, we'll make sure to link that all in the show notes. So definitely go check out Sarah and see what she's doing over there. Join her pizza party because I know I'm going to now, now that I know this is a thing. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and your stories and your, your tangible takeaways. I know that everyone is going to take away so much from this. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. And it's it's just so beautiful and refreshing to talk to another coach who um, who is standing for people's transformation in this way. Like, you know, whether people work with me or with you or with someone else, I just like, I feel like I can speak for both of us and say that like, we are standing for your transformation and we like, we want the best things for you. So thank you listeners for being here. And um, yeah. Let me know. Let uh, let us know if we can support you. Yes, definitely reach out and let us know and leave reviews so we can let, so we know exactly what you're loving so that I can continue to bring more amazing guests like Sarah on here and continue to bring awesome content. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.